0: Welcome to Track Track. I'm your host, Justin Chang, and
1: with me is Randy Nelson. Hey, folks. Hey, Justin. How's it going, buddy? Uh,
0: Pretty good. I've been uh, doing some Star Trek-related stuff, I guess,
1: kind of. Okay. Have you been transporting places or visiting new worlds?
0: Uh, I've been watching Next Generation. Nice. I finished Season 2. I started Season 3 today. Wait,
1: did you watch Season 1? Yes. Or did you just skip past
0: it? No, I saw season one.
1: <laughs> you skipped straight to season three?
0: I'm just letting you know where I am. I started oh. over from the beginning. Uh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really good to go back. Uh, while I'm watching that, I'm also playing No Man's Sky, which oh. is a space exploration game, so it's kind of Star Trekky.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is definitely Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, it Don't is know the about uh, civilizations but there's new life forms
0: it's the epitome of Vulcan uh, idic.
1: oh yes uh, infinite uh diversity variety. diversity yes
0: in infinite combinations
1: yeah it really is um I've been playing that as well and it's definitely got uh the idea of discovery on my mind because it seems to be all about discovering new things oh
0: i see where you're going with this yeah
1: right right yeah star (laughs) trek
0: discovery the new show yes since we've last recorded some news came out about that show Mm -hmm. uh, at uh the big star trek uh shindig in las vegas brian fuller the showrunner Mm -hmm. came out and made some announcements about uh discovery
1: yeah, he just kinda came out and said a bunch of stuff and dropped the mic. <laughs> uh
0: there's still no casting. No. Even though the show's supposed to come out in January. Uh-huh. Uh it's gonna be thirteen episodes. We do know that. Right. A serialized show. Mm-hmm. And uh it's gonna have a female lead. Okay. And she's apparently gonna move up the ranks or something.
1: Oh, okay. I hadn't I hadn't heard that part of it, but um interesting Aspect to that was the idea that the the lead isn't the captain. Right.
0: She's going to start out as a lieutenant commander. Oh, right. And, uh, yeah, they haven't, like I said, no casting yet. Um, The series is set in the prime timeline, Mm -hmm. as we've heard before.
1: As expected, right.
0: And the time period is 10 years before the original series.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so another prequel. Mm -hmm. So after Enterprise... It's bridging Before, Enterprise yeah. and
0: the original series. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed about that because I would like to see a sequel to the next generation era.
1: Right. I know. Like I I, I always think about how amazing it was to see the original series take taken forward to the next gen timeline. And just all of the, the, the things that they did, all the new, fresh things they did. And I would love, love, love to see it taken forward another, you know, a few hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know, what ha- does Star Trek become? Um, you know, I'm not going to complain. It's a new Star Trek. Um, uh, but I hope at some point, maybe if this show, let's say this show's a huge success, you know, who's to say they don't have a, another series though that's in the future? I mean, they could even have them run at the same time. I mean, it's not unheard of.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows how popular this show will be? Who knows how popular it will be to sign up for CBS All Access? Cause... Right.
1: And it, it's going to have commercials on there, too. Yeah. Unless you're outside of the U.S. and you're on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it's just every time we hear something new about this, it's almost like just setting it up for failure.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. Because you know the show's just going to get pirated. Right. And, that's... and so they'll
1: say, oh, it's just pirated. It's not making any money from advertising, you know? Right. Like, well, because you put it on a pay service that has commercials. <laughs> yeah. But, um, right, so female lead. Mm-hmm. It's not the captain. 13 episodes, so about half the length of a, a Star Trek series Were we're used to being half as long as we're used to Star Trek series being per season, but it'll be serialized. So that'll be interesting or yeah, more of like a a continuing story.
0: I would say enterprise season three was pretty serialized overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Um, Yeah. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. And and also supposedly a lot more, uh, a lot more aliens. Uh, I did see a a photo of supposedly a, a makeup test. Um, it was, uh, the very top of an alien's head. And I think there was some, some speculation. That it was an, the new take on the Andorians. I'm like, why does it have to be? <laughs> you know, I'm like, it has antennae. Like yeah, That doesn't mean necessarily Andorian. Right. Yeah. As much as I love the Andorians. Oh, and as Andorians much as I love Fran, play,
0: They They do play a large role in mm-hmm. the early days of Star Trek.
1: Right. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm um, very excited. Very, very excited. So now I, I feel like we just kind of, we need casting.
0: Yeah. It's really shocking to me that they haven't done any casting yet, or announced mm-hmm. any casting yet.
1: Well, it's supposed to start, if I recall correctly, it's supposed to start filming in October. Mm-hmm. Um, So hopefully before then. I mean, it would be really odd if they start filming it with, like, Complete like radio silence on who's in it. You know, I'm guessing that's when all of the, the, um, you know, like, uh, paparazzi start taking over <laughs> and, and start trying to leak info, right?
0: Well, it's already mid August, so mm-hmm. they have, sup- hopefully we'll get some news in September then.
1: Right, like right before they start filming. Yeah. We'll see, but super,
0: uh. I'm super wondering exciting. if he's gonna cast, um, I forgot the actress's name. The main character from Wonderfalls.
1: Well, I know that in the past, uh he has mentioned how much he'd love to work with uh Angela Bassett on a uh on a Star Trek show.
0: Caroline uh De Devernus Devernus, yeah. I don't know. Uh but she's in a lot of uh Brian Fuller stuff.
1: Okay, right, right. Oh, she was on Hannibal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know who this was. She was um Uh, She was on Hannibal as Dr. Bloom, one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, she she would be pretty great. Uh, She's Canadian.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, I'm just throwing that out there because, like I said, she's done work with Brian Fuller before.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see her in, in a, in a role on the show. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke about how, well, she's Canadian, so she can really only be in, um, shows on sci-fi, um, or, uh, a Stargate series, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. So, uh, exciting stuff. It seems like it's gaining momentum. We finally started to hear things about Discovery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, can't wait for it.
0: Uh, but before Discovery starts airing, we, we're gonna hopefully finish up, uh, Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, this episode, we're gonna talk about, uh, season four, episode 13, United. Mm-hmm. Uh, original air date, February 4th, 2005. So the episode begins where, uh, Trip and Reed are still holding on for dear life in the drone ship hmm as seen in the previous episode uh babel one suddenly the romulans study the ship and activate different holographic skin as they approach a rigelian ship and they start firing at it and the romulans let the rigelians send a distress call before destroying them and it's revealed that the drone ship looks like enterprise Uh oh trying to frame enterprise
1: yeah trying to make things tough for the old enterprise crew uh, then it's opening
0: credits when the episode comes back, uh, on Enterprise, the real Enterprise. Uh, Andor, uh, the Andorians and Tellarites are behaving themselves, but Enterprise has a new problem to deal with. Uh, the Rigelians are upset because one of their ships was destroyed by what appears to be Enterprise. Uh-oh. Uh, Topal so and Mayweather had devised a way to detect the drone ship. Uh, the Marauder is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. and it will require 128 ships for it to work to create their little network.
1: Yeah, so no no big deal, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they
0: can gather 128 friends. ships. Sure. Um, in sickbay, Shran is checking in on Talus. Uh Talus is in rough shape because the phase pistol that she was grazed with was set to kill, and mm-hmm. phase pulses can cause infections in Andorians. Uh-oh. On Romulus, a senator chews out the Romulan in charge of the drone ship project uh, because the ship could be traced back to them. Uh, since it's based on a Romulan warbird, uh, the senator – I noted that the senator has a couple of Reman bodyguards. Hmm. Uh, the Remans were seen in Star Trek
1: Nemesis. All right, which opens on Romulus, I remember, I think. Yes. yes. yes.
0: Uh, that was not a good movie. Oh. Uh, On Enterprise in Archer's ready room, T'Pol tells Archer that Minister T'Pau is sending 23 Vulcan ships to help them out. Okay. Uh, Archer wants Andorian and Tellarite assistance, uh, but T'Pol is skeptical that Vulcans, Andorians, and Tellarites could work together. Uh -uh. But Archer believes that because humans are on friendly terms with all of them, uh, Enterprise could be the command ship. Uh, so, yeah, is like, oh, it's not going to work, but we know that they're the Federation.
1: Yeah, that and, uh, yeah, well, of course, Archer always has to be super optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Except in season three. Right, right. Uh, We get a little optimism out of Archer this episode. Uh, on the drone ship, Trip
0: activates the life support systems and wants to find a way to switch the ship off. And on Enterprise, Archer sits down with Shran and Grawl and tells them to act more like humans, i.e. cooperate (laughs) with each other. (laughs) Good luck. I feel like that's kind of insulting to them. but
1: Yeah, right, right? I mean, he'd be insulted if, you know, Shran said, act more like an Andorian. Yeah. And especially if the Tellarite said, act more like a Tellarite. Although he seemed to enjoy acting like a Tellarite last episode.
0: Well, he got to insult people. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back on the drone ship, Trip is trying to disable the ship's systems in the service junction. Uh, The Romulans obviously don't like that, so they seal Trip in and begin (laughs) uh, pumping in a reactor coolant, increasing the radiation in the room. Trip has seven minutes to reestablish the warp matrix or die, and Trip starts taking things apart, but the Romulans remain in control.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to die.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> the end of Trip. Uh huh. Like halfway through season four. Yep. Uh, on Enterprise in sickbay, Bay, Talus has died. Yeesh. Uh, back on the drone ship, uh, Trip is trying to tear everything apart in the time he has left, but the Romulans tell him that the ship will repair it itself. So his efforts will be for nothing. Uh, Reed decides to restore the warp matrix to save Trip. On Enterprise, Shran tells Archer and the Tellarites about Talus. Shran carries a bottle of her blood because the Andorians are to bring part of a fallen comrade back to the ice of Andoria. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shran then pours her blood on her killer's hand and challenges him to a duel. If Archer and the Tellarites don't allow the duel to happen, Shran and the Andorians will leave and will no longer be part of the alliance.
1: And I just, I really, you know, we'll talk about it more in a minute, but I, I really, uh, Jeffrey Combs did, did a great job, I think. Yeah. He seemed really distraught. He's a
0: very good actor. Yeah. A uh, very underrated actor. hmm uh on the drone ship, Trip is unconscious. Reed has restored the warp matrix and he goes into the service junction to get Trip out, but the Romulans lock them both in, because the Romulans and they're big jerks. <laughs> uh but Reed prepared for this by overloading his phase pistol, uh which basically means setting it to self destruct, uh, and he put it in the a power conduit on the bridge uh the romulans put the drone ship in warp and send it back to romulus trip and reed work quickly to enter an access panel and to get as far away from the bridge as they can and there's a huge explosion that tears through the ship's hull and the romulans lose control of the ship
1: yeah those phase pistols those are crazy like don't ever let one blow up in your on your holster
0: yeah it's really dangerous yeah uh, on Enterprise, Hoshi and T'Pol tell Archer about the Andorian duel called Yushan, in which they use an ice miner's tool called a uh, Yushan Tor. Uh, Archer goes to Shran's quarters and tells them that Archer will fight in place of Narg, Talus's killer. Back on the drone ship, Trip wants to get to the outer hull to find a subspace transceiver to which he can connect a communicator and then contact Enterprise. The Romulans reestablish contact with the drone ship, and they will set it to self-destruct once that functionality is operational. Uh, Meanwhile, on Enterprise, Hoshi and Mayweather are trying to find a loophole to the Yushan. Uh It's nice to see them working together. They they don't get a lot of screen time, usually. Uh, Later in a cargo bay, Archer and Shran have their duel. Eventually, Archer gains the upper hand and is about to land a killing blow as it cuts to a commercial break. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he killed him with advertisements
0: i archer he's got the edge from season three so it wouldn't surprise me if he killed he shran right uh when the episode returns we learned that archer did not kill Sharan, however he just chopped off one of shran's antenna uh archer shran and flox are in sickbay and flox tells uh shran that he will help him grow his antenna back and Archer tells Shran that he understood that the Yushan is settled when one fighter is rendered defenseless. So Shran mm-hmm. confirms that the matter is settled.
1: Well, there you go. Take take advantage of a loophole.
0: On the bridge, T'Pol tells Archer that they have found the drone ship's power signature and they are 47 minutes away from it. Uh, Enterprise approaches the Marauder, the drone ship, uh, which is disguised as a Vulcan vessel. And Tabal finds two human biosigns aboard. Uh, the drone ship fires at Enterprise. Enterprise disables the holographic emitters. Uh, Trip and Reed have to jump out of the airlock in order for Enterprise to beam them out. However, Enterprise loses their location.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, six Alliance ships show up, but the drone ship's warp matrix has finally repaired itself. So it warps away and Archer and Trip are left floating out in space. Uh, seemingly lost forever, but n- then Enterprise finds them and beams them back on board. Uh, on Enterprise, Trip tells Reed that he has to put him on report for disobeying a direct order, <laughs> but it's a joke. Uh, yeah. Doesn't, they, they, huh? Doesn't seem like something I would joke about
1: no no but they they had it was felt a little forced but they had a little moment of like oh you ha, 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 you know and i wish there's more of that on this show you yeah. know them like actually being friends
0: later archer tells to paul and shran that the drone ship escaped and Growl and shran agree to work together meanwhile on romulus the drone ship has returned and we Discover that the drone's pilot is a white-skinned, seemingly blind Andorian.
1: Yeah, he doesn't look so good.
0: (laughs) And that's the end of the episode.
1: Whoa. So uh, there's a lot of of good forward momentum in this episode. Um, I I particularly liked the, the later part of it. Kind of like from uh, the fight onward, <laughs> mm. um, the them, the uh, Andorians and Tellarites and Vulcans and, and Enterprise all working together when all the ships show up at the end. It was very, you know, thrilling mm-hmm. uh, to see all the, the various alien ships show up. And then there's that great shot of when uh, Trip and Reed are just kind of drifting in space and Enterprise just shows up. That was like a really cool scene. And he's like, oh, did somebody need a lift or whatever he says? <laughs> and they pick them up. Um, you know, um, more of the the kind of, um, uh, you know, learning about alien customs uh, with Shran's uh, ch- challenge to the Telerite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're learning more about
0: the Andorians all the time.
1: Yeah, and you, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about this quite a bit since, you know, the last episode and this episode and, you know, just how much I like Shran. He, <laughs> just he's what great. a great, what a great character he is and, and how, you know, well played he is by Jeffrey Combs. And, you know, I, I, I almost in a lot of ways, I feel like we know more about Shran than we do about Enterprise Crew, like main characters on the Enterprise. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, we'll talk about this more with the next episode, but I mean, he's just becoming a better developed character than, than some of the main characters on the show.
0: Well, they keep trying to develop Hoshi's character and it oh, doesn't work.
1: It just never works. And then like they, they had a couple episodes in the earlier seasons where they tried to do something with Travis and that didn't work. You know, it's just not, they're just not interesting, but they're there. So what are you gonna <laughs> do? <laughs> they try to help when they can. Yeah, so what did you think of this episode? Um,
0: I agree with all your points about um, the episode being exciting and the latter half of it. Um, mm-hmm. Early on, I was just like, oh, it's more conflict between Tellarites and Indorians, and mm-hmm. we've kind of seen this a lot. Uh, the, the, it's always great to see Trip and Reed together. They have a good dynamic.
1: Mm-hmm. They seem to put them together a lot. Mm-hmm. They really do. Like, like they're always like, Oh, you remember that time we were stuck in the shuttle pod one together? Or do you remember that time? <laughs> but I mean, that's fun. I mean, they're two of, you know, like trip is definitely still one of my favorite characters. It's not my favorite character. I mean, nah, Shran's my favorite character, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, so I'm always happy when trips around. And then when, when, you know, trip and Reed, um, you know, it's, it's good. that uh, I, I do enjoy them. I enjoy their banter and, uh, you know, what they've got going on there. Um, I wish that the, that the friendship element of it was a little more natural. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Um, you know, and, and, and like I said, I think that, you know, the, the part where, where Talus dies and I, it just, uh, Shran was just so, believable like his you know just how like devastated he was and um you know you even felt like he really cared about her um and, and so that made it even you know worse when she died you know he was very much like like oh it's nothing it's nothing you know it's it's just a scratch you're gonna be fine you know and then uh and then, you know, he's checking in with Phlox and he's just like, he's putting on a brave face for her. But then when he turns to Flocks, he's just kind of like, you can tell he knows it's really serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it finally happens, you know, and he's like joking with her about, you know, like, Oh, you know, I think Flocks just want, just wants, or I think, is he like, I think the Denobulin just really likes you and wants to keep you for himself, you know, like kind of alluding to how the Denobulans have multiple like wives or husbands. I just thought it was like, very well done, and then and then it was really sad. <laughs> Actually, really, really sad because you could see it on Tran's face mm-hmm. um, and in his voice, and hear it in his voice and everything. So that uh, was that was a major moment.
0: Yeah, definitely uh speaking of Shran uh and dynamics he uh Shran and Archer always have great dynamic
1: as well yeah yeah and you know Archer just kind of like I go hot and cold on Archer a lot and um and and yeah I mean I just don't feel like even after four seasons they've really figured him out no um and and he'll go from being believable to just kind of pacing back and forth and like exclaiming things and i'm just like you're he's so like he's so ha- he can be so hammy but then it seems like whenever he's hanging out with shran he's like so believable And i'm just like what's going on here
0: <laughs> i don't know if the writers know how to write archer even at season four right um he's all over the place like you said and i think it's a lot of the same problems that people had with janeway on voyager mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that there's no real consistency to her character, so she just mm-hmm. came off as a psychopath.
1: Right, right. I mean, maybe it's part of the reason why Brian Fuller wants to focus on someone who's not the captain. Yeah, you know, you can almost imagine it you know, like Battlestar Galactica, where you had, you know, obviously um, Adama, Admiral Adama was a was a major character, but he was kind of like. The old man, you know, he was kind of like the, the, the head person, and he was up on this other level. And then a lot of what you had was interaction be, between, like, lower-ranking officers. And so maybe that's kind of what they're trying for. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll and, see. And
1: maybe that will alleviate some of this difficulty of, of having the captain be such a central figure.
0: But, you know, I'm rewatching Next Generation, and yeah. Picard is great.
1: Yeah, so and, I don't know.
0: <laughs> and on Deep Space Nine, Cisco is great yeah. as well. So. mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, watch the old, watch the, the old, I almost called it the old series. <laughs> you watch the original series and, you know, Kirk, uh, you know, love him or hate him, you know, Kirk was, was. I mean, Kirk carries that show uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, we'll see. But, um, yeah, uh, overall, you know, it's a, this is a good middle episode in my book (laughs) i mean i'm excited you know it left me excited to see what happened next and figure out what's going on with this crazy albino yeah uh uh andorian
0: uh we're gonna find out in the next episode the enar but first we're gonna take a little break
1: this february give a little bit of your time to upn Friday, on an all-new Star Trek Enterprise, meet a mysterious new species. Take my thoughts. Able to control
0: deadly remote ships with their minds. And Enterprise's only defense, fight
1: mind with mind. I'll test the unit. I can't allow it. You barely survived the last attack. Someone's tapping into the telemetric array. It's an trouble. Shut it down. Now!
0: Uh, and we're back. Uh, We're going to talk about Star Trek Enterprise Season 4, Episode 14, The Enar. Original air date, February 11th, 2005. Take it away, Randy.
1: All right. So the episode starts with the Romulan senator uh, from the previous episodes berating the Romulan admiral for his failures thus far, uh, which have basically had the opposite effect from what they'd hoped. It's brought their enemies closer together.
0: Well, they have a common foe.
1: Yeah, they do. They've basically just created a common foe for, uh, the Tellarites and the Vulcans and the Andorians mm-hmm. and the humans. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> and we learn, uh, that they still have hope in disrupting this sector because they actually have a second drone ship.
0: That's just lazy writing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're going to send them both after Enterprise. I, I really can understand one credit.
0: drone ship because it's an experimental prototype. Mm-hmm. But the, having two of them, come on.
1: Eh, you know, they're just going to start churning them out now. That's it's like just... Death Stars, right? No, I'm just
0: Except we never see that drone ship ever again.
1: Right. Yeah, I guess. Well, we'll see why at the <laughs> by the end of this episode. Well, if they made two, why didn't they make three then? Right. I mean, you might as well at that point. Just start making a whole bunch of them, and then you'll be fine. Uh, we come back from the opening credits. Uh, we have a Captain's star log from Archer uh, that reveals the Tellerite ambassador is returning home. Uh, but Shran is remaining on board because we love Shran.
0: Well, getting or rid of no. the Tellerites helps streamline the story a lot, too. Yeah. Then you're just focusing on Andorians, mainly Shran, who's awesome.
1: Right, uh, right. And
0: then the Enterprise crew, and then you don't have to worry about what to do with the Tellerites.
1: Oh, yeah, the Tellerites, they're just in their quarters. We never see them again. <laughs> so he's staying on, uh, to help the Enterprise crew with the rest of the mission. Uh, to Paul, uh, everyone's gathered, and to Paul tells them that, uh, she's determined that the drone is being piloted remotely, no duh, because there's no one on board, uh, through this newfangled technology called telepresence, <laughs> which must have seemed really high tech at the time.
0: That seemed like some sort of, uh, teleconferencing thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was just thinking about all these meetings I've been having in telepresence. Yeah.
1: yeah, like, oh, we can see you on the screen from another country. Well, they're basically using Skype to pilot <laughs> <laughs> this drone. Uh, to Paul, suggests that they build their own telepresence interpr- interface on Enterprise uh, in order to try and wrest control of the ship from whoever is piloting it. Uh, what's more... They've detected the brainwaves of the seemingly telepathic pilot of the drone, and they closely resemble Andorian. Hmm. Uh, But we already knew that because we've been watching the show. Yes. (laughs) If only they would watch the same show we're watching, right? (laughs) Uh, Back on Romulus, uh, the Romulan Admiral uh, wants uh, the pilot to recuperate before having to take control of both ships. uh, But the senator doesn't want to wait for that. He doesn't really. Basically, just doesn't care. I mean, that Andorian was looking pretty messed up last we saw him. Uh, back on Enterprise, uh, Shran tells Archer that Andorian scientists have analyzed the brainwaves that they detected, and that they are from a subspecies of his people called the Enar. So, there's your episode title. Uh, <laughs> these uh, Andorian uh, offshoots are actually pacifists and extremely reclusive. Uh, they live, uh, underground. Well, I guess the Andorians do too, but basically, uh, they have not been seen very much, uh, and there are supposedly very few of them left. Um, so with that information in hand, the Enterprise heads to Andoria. So we're going back to Andoria. Um, um, Meanwhile, uh, Trip and T'Pol are building the te- telepresence unit in sickbay. They're basically I'm getting. I'm sorry, a
0: telepresence is just still making me laugh.
1: <laughs> they're they're basically setting up a laptop with Skype in sickbay. Uh, Trip talks with T'Pol about life and death situations. Uh, he wonders if she's ever been in one. Uh, well, spoiler alert: yes, you all have many times, uh, and what she thought about when she was on the verge of death. Uh, he clearly hoped that she's going to say she thought about him, but instead, in very uh, to Paul Vulcan way, she says she was thinking about rerouting power.
0: Hmm, I don't believe her.
1: Right, right. Uh, Archer and Shran beam down to Andoria alone. Uh, Archer is freezing, uh, but Shran feels invigorated. Uh, as they explore, we learn that Shran lived underground until he was 15 years old. So, again, we're learning more backstory about Shran than other characters. (laughs) Uh, Back on Romulus, uh, we find out that the drone ships will launch in 12 hours. Uh, Back on Andoria, Archer and Shran are making their way further into the underground. Uh, Shran falls and impales his leg on an icicle. Uh, Archer is unable to reach Enterprise due to a dampening field. Shran spots an Enar, and she approaches them. Uh, on Enterprise, Phlox tells to Paul and Trip that the neural interface is going to be dangerous to use because they don't know enough about the technology. Uh, Trip and Paul both insist that they should be the one to test it out first. Uh, back on Andoria... Uh, Shran is being treated in the Enar compound. Uh, there's a female Enar, uh, who speaks with Archer and reveals that she knows about their predicament. Uh, she can't believe that an Enar would do such a thing, uh, as is being done by the drone pilot, but says she'll consult with her people about getting involved. Um, we get a brief scene on Enterprise where Tabal, where Tabal thanks Trip for his concern earlier. Uh, basically, you know, he didn't want her to use the uh, Skype setup <laughs> because it was going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's an awkward um, encounter uh, yet again, and I'm guessing that was the intent. Yeah. Uh, just kind of showing how awkward it is for the two of them to be around each other. Right. Uh, in the Andorian Underground, the Enar female and Shran are speaking with one another. Uh, She reveals that she inadvertently read his thoughts and is sorry for what happened to Talus. Uh, She tells him that she thinks her missing brother, Garib, is the one controlling the drone ship. Uh, And cut to Romulus, uh, where they are loading Garib, uh, or who we assume is Garib, into their telepresence unit. Uh, back on Enterprise and Sick Bay, DePaul obviously won the Who's Going to Test This Out uh, lottery and is being wired into their makeshift unit. Uh they power it up, uh, but she can't take it and they have to shut it down. Uh but they are able to tell that it will work, um, but it's just not with her. Uh on Andoria, Archer asks for help from the uh Enar speaker uh, but is refused. Uh, Shran, um, always the optimist, thinks that they're just wasting their time. Uh, then we get a shot, uh, back at Romulus of the drone ships, both of them, uh, departing. Uh, as Archer and Shran are walking through the underground passages, uh, the female Enar, uh, who we believe is, is the sister of the one piloting the drones, uh, catches up with them, uh, and stops them from running into a shower of ice bores. They're like these like weird ice maggot things that will burn you if they fall on you. Um, <clears throat> on Enterprise, Trip asks Flocks if T'Pol could stand another go in the telepresence unit. Uh, Flox says that Trip should stop worrying about her and let her carry out her duties because she's very aware of the consequences. Uh, they talk about Tripp and Tapal's relationship. Uh, Phlox thinks that it was bound to fail from the beginning. Uh, and then Tripp, uh, blames Phlox for recommending the Vulcan neuropressure in the first place. Like basically like, hey, if you hadn't, you know, told me to get Vulcan neuropressure, I wouldn't be in this predicament.
0: But Which... he had trouble sleeping, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, we didn't know it was gonna end up like this. No, yeah, totally. We totally didn't know that
0: was gonna happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, back on Andoria, um, Archer, Shran, and the female Enar are trying to make their way out of the caverns, uh, when they're stopped by a holographic projection of the Enar speaker. Uh, we learn that the female Enar is named Jamel, uh, and after saying that she is leaving of her own free will, they are allowed to pass. Uh, So now that everyone's back on Enterprise, uh, they leave in pursuit of the drone ship. Uh, Archer Starlog reveals that the cargo ship Ticonderoga has gone missing. Uh, We find out that they'll arrive at its last known location in six hours. So, willing to bet it was the drone ship. Took out the Ticonderoga. Maybe. 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 Uh, In sickbay, they test the telepresence unit on Jamel, but she's also overwhelmed by it. Um, T'Pol informs Archer that they've arrived at the wreckage of the Ticonderoga, uh, but Flock says that Jamel might die if she tries to use the unit again. Archer thinks that the entire mission to Andoria might have been for nothing. So he's starting to agree with Shran. Uh, Shran and Jamel have a moment in sickbay. Uh, He says that she's more brave than him, a commander of the Imperial Guard. Like trying to pump her up, basically. Mm-hmm. You could do it. You're b- more brave than I am. Uh just then a Telerate ship approaches Enterprise. Hmm. Surprise, it's the drone ship. And combat ensues. Uh in Sick Bay, Jamel wants to try interfacing with the unit again to help, despite Phlox's warnings. Uh the Romulans uh send the second drone ship in against the Enterprise, and it arrives on the scene disguised as an Andorian battle cruiser, uh, In sickbay, Jamal is struggling in the telepresence unit, but insists that she keep going. Uh, the Romulans sense her intrusion into their uh, remote piloting network, I guess, uh, but she's still able to contact her brother, Garib, uh, who's actually surprised to learn that she's alive. Uh, she tells him that she's actually on the ship that he's attacking, and the drones cease their assault. Uh, Garib tells Jamal, and this is all being done telepathically, by the way, <laughs> that the Romulans told him that he was the last surviving Enar. Uh, angered by their betrayal, he makes the drones attack each other, and Archer has Reed launch a spread of photonic torpedoes at them. Uh, back on Romulus, the Admiral kills Garib. Uh With the drones destroyed... Uh, we learn from Archer's star log that they're going to return Shran and Jamel to Andoria. Archer escorts the two of them to the transporter, and Shran tells Archer to stay out of trouble. Pink skin, probably. Yeah, that's right. He does call him a pink skin. <laughs> uh, before beeping out. So bye again now, Shran. For now. Uh, later in Archer's quarters, Trip stops by. Uh, he's sad. He's blaming himself for a miscalculation in the setup of the telepresence unit that could have been why uh, Jamel almost died when she tried to use it. Uh, but the unspoken sub subtext here is that he's distracted by his uh, relationship problems with T'Pol. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asks Archer to be reassigned to the Columbia, the nxo 2 sister ship of Enterprise. Uh, Archer refuses at first, but eventually agrees Tri- uh, Trip leaves as the episode ends.
0: Bum, bum, bum.
1: Bum, bum, bum. Trip
0: is gone forever.
1: Well, I mean, at this point, they knew that the series was ending. So, I mean, I wonder if they had already filmed this episode, though. Probably. Yeah, anyways, So, uh, yeah, there you have it. It's the end of the little three-episode arc.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Romulans needed someone with strong telepathic abilities to mm-hmm. pilot the drone ship Mm-hmm. because they're like new types from gundam mm-hmm. apparently and, and uh so they get an enar Mm-hmm. and so they turn this pacifistic enar into a killer somehow
1: yeah i'm not really sure they didn't they don't explain it at all no like they told him that his that he's the last remaining enar but they didn't and and I know that he so he's pumped full of stimulants, apparently because they're like he can't keep doing this. But yeah, they they don't explain like was he brainwashed? You know what did they do? Yeah, I feel like that needed a little more explanation.
0: Um, like, also, as CNN Star Trek Nemesis, the Remans have strong telepathic abilities. Okay, so couldn't they just use a Reman? I don't know. <laughs>
1: There's definitely a lot of holes in this in this whole plot. They just want to have a
0: brother-versus-sister conflict, and then they have Garib turn against them, I guess.
1: Apparently, but it didn't really lead to anything. Um, yeah, I feel like the previous episode had a much stronger uh, sense of, oh, these... Former foes, or, or at least these, you know, the Tellarites and the Andorians, and, and to some extent, then the Vulcans, like these, these three peoples that don't really get along that well are being brought together by this event, and they will, you know, lead to the creation of, uh, the, you know, Federation of Planets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, as strong as that sent the sense of that was in episode 2 of the arc at the end of this episode they didn't really touch on that at all no. instead of ha- instead of having some kind of like epilogue to everything that was like oh and as you know have archer and is h- recording a message in his quarters or something to starfleet saying like you know oh you know this th- this was a a crazy ordeal but it brought these you know three races together and and we 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 think there's actually some good's going to come of this um instead of that they have Tripp show up and say Oh, I need to be reassigned. I'm leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just totally kind of... It, it kind of whimpered out at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole point... When I think the whole point of this arc should have been, this is something that leads to the creation of United Federation of Planets.
0: Right. Like Which, you like you said, last episode totally had that at the end of that episode.
1: hmm So why not revisit that at the end of this one? Well, anyways... Um, but that episode was called United, so...
0: that's why they were united this one's called the enar so it's all about the enar
1: yeah but i mean like enar we're never gonna see enar again (laughs) we don't need to know anything about the enar yeah too bad it's too bad they couldn't have somehow swapped the order of the episodes it's
0: it is weird to just introduce the enar and in this episode and be like Mm -hmm. oh the enar is piloting it Mm -hmm. i don't
1: know yeah and, and you know, there's all these other unanswered kind of questions, like, did they ever, you know, did they ever confirm that it was the Romulans? You know, there's just like so many unanswered little threads from this. And I don't know if they're going to be answered in the remainder of the series.
0: I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, this episode uh wasn't yeah. wasn't the strongest. It wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the strongest. It wasn't. I mean, the, got to. Hmm? It wasn't the best way to end a three-parter. No,
1: but at least you know we got to see you know Archer and Tran together. Tran got to be you know grumpy. We got to call him Pink Skin. Uh, yeah, it was just more time with Tran. <laughs> I'm gonna call it. I think at this point, this was probably the last time we're gonna see Tran. Well, we'll see. But uh, how many episodes do we have to go? I A got, few, like eight more episodes after this. All right, I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. We we maybe we'll see him one more time. So when speaking of, of seeing Shran again, um, when this it was like part way through this episode. When oh, it was when Archer and Shran are walking to the transporter uh, to beam down to Andoria on their little way mission, you know. I actually, I was thinking to myself, you know what, like, if this show had continued on, one of the things I would like to have seen would be Shran, because there, there's a comment he makes at the end of the episode, he says, oh, well, you know, the Imperial Command isn't um, known to give new ships to commanders that have lost their previous ship. And so there's part of me that was just thinking, how cool would it be if Shran stayed on the Enterprise and became like a member of the crew?
0: That was uh, a rumor going around at the end of Enterprise that, season five would have had Tran on on the ship
1: that would have been great like because like we, we said he's he, he's being developed as a as a character i mean he's been around some he's like apart from the enterprise crew he's probably the most prominent character on the show
0: and to be honest i know more about him than most of the enterprise right. crew at this point
1: yeah like we know about him growing up on on uh on Andoria, and he lived underground until he was 15, and we know about, you know, he's lost the love of his life, you know, like, all this, like, stuff that we don't know about the other characters. Like, like we've been through some stuff with him. So.
0: Or maybe because we're more interested in Shran, we're paying yeah, attention to him more. maybe he's
1: more interesting. <laughs> he's a great character, and, and it would be great if he, there was some way that character could come back in some form, but Probably
0: not. Don't worry. Jeffrey Combs. He always shows up on Star Trek. Yep. He'll probably oh, be in Discovery.
1: I hope so. He needs a leading role. He needs to be one of the green crew members. I'm calling it. He could be an alien. I don't care.
0: I, I mean, yeah. I know you haven't watched much DS9, but you've got to watch DS9. He has a great role on that show.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm up for it. All right.
0: Uh, next time, we're going to talk about two more Enterprise episodes. As we're winding down to the end. Uh, Episodes we're going to talk about are Affliction and Divergence. Another uh, multi-parter. It's only a two-parter this time, not a three-parter.
1: All right, so we'll cover the whole thing next time. Yep. Sounds good.
0: Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you then.
1: All right, bye. Bye.
0: Enterprise,
1: the first flagship of the Federation. These are her last voyages. These are the final episodes. Friday, a farewell. Are you leaving because of me? A hostage. Kill me if you must. I won't assist you. A spy. You haven't told Archer. And all are members of the Enterprise crew. You betrayed everything that uniform stands for.